The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. I'm joined, as always, on Friday by my buddy, Rich Rebar, where we pick our five favorite games against the spread. And, uh, you know, Rich, I like to think of myself as a smart guy. You know, I've read, I've read a lot of books. I, I know about randomness. I know about recency bias. I cannot fucking believe I bet the Jets last week like two competitive quarters from the Jets and I'm like you know 17's a big number like just unbelievable just they don't want to win they don't want to score just absolute fishiness by me just terrible yeah I mean I mean not only did Russell Wilson not play like the final drive like he got pulled in the third quarter of that game <laughs> and you know we have a main event team with Russell Wilson on it luckily we got the four touchdowns but Geno Smith was in in the third quarter of that game uh the Jets uh have just come out and quit basically at this point and uh I mean, we could start there the Jet. that's my five only because the line is so big yeah um, but this is just so when I wrote this up in the worksheet, it's like the most disparaging set of bullet points like I've put in a worksheet. Like, so the Jets have been outscored. Their only team with a 100 point point differential, minus 100 point point differential on the road this season. Out of six games on the road, they've lost four of them by 24 or more points. Uh, and then when you just stack this up, so uh, Jets opponents are, are – the Rams are averaging, you know, 55 offensive touches per game in second in the league. Jets opponents are averaging 55.8 offensive touches per game. That's the most in the league. The Jets are averaging a league worst, minus 1.8 fewer passing yards per pass attempt than their opponents. The Rams are second to the Chiefs in yards above opponent pass attempts, uh, yards per pass attempt. It's the, the Rams are number one in the NFL in – yards uh from scrimmage versus their opponents uh the jets are dead last it's just like it's just all this stuff lines up i don't see how the jets score if they couldn't score on the seahawks i don't see how they score on the rams uh at all it's a it's a better defense um it's i i know it's a huge number but i i mean we know that the, the rams are getting in the 30s i mean their implied team total is 30 they're gonna get to 30 so you need two touchdowns from the jets against the rams here uh i don't see how they get it on any level you might you might honestly need more because 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 yeah. Acres is looking like freaking Bo Jackson right now like guys just ripping off twenty yard runs for fun out there and like I, I so there's this big concern obviously in DFS of like oh you know you can't you can't play uh, Goff and Woods and Cup because they'll be up by too much but like I I don't oh. buy that at all yeah no they're just gonna they're gonna crush Goff will get 
Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't get the 300-yard bonus, but he definitely is throwing three passing touchdowns against this Jets team for sure. So, they're also yeah, a I'm, little bit of a, of a pass funnel anyways. They're good against the run. I'm not saying – that's not a, an anti-Akers take, me saying they're good against Ron. Akers is a home favorite at 17 points. Like, it's just a spot you bet. But, like, the, the Jets' pass defense is clearly the weakest part of their defense, and I believe McVay will definitely attack that, at least by building a lead, uh, like we see in Seattle did a week ago. So, I mean, I'm still not scared. I think this is, the, this is probably the best spot golf will have, you know, over the course of the remainder of the season, maybe when they play Arizona again, because he's been so good at, at just roasting them. But uh, it's, it's a great spot against the Jets. The Jets are, like, in, um, from an efficiency stance, are just getting torched through the air. League high, 71% completion rate allowed. They've allowed tied for the most passing touchdowns allowed in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm all in on the, on the Rams passing game, you know, uh, being hits. Yeah, well, now that I'm, we're losing Taysom in DFS, I, I think I'm going to pivot to – because generally I'll do three big single-entry teams. I'll do the $100 the, or the 333 or the $200 on DK, depending on what it is. And it was going to be Taysom as my main team with two Chiefs, but now I think instead I'm going to do – Goff Woods Cup and no Jets bring backs. I'm done. I'm done with Denzel Mims <laughs> prayer yards, bro. Though we might have to start him this week uh, in our main event team, which is not the best thing that's ever happened. No, no. We had a positive week one at least, although Eckler kind of left us holding the bag on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, th- that game was, I mean, that game put was such death tell. I, of course, I got, you know, I bet, uh, it, I bet the under in that game and, you know, Badgley makes either of those kicks I hit or right. Mario doesn't throw the interception I hit and then it goes into overtime. And I also feel bad though, because as a, you know, as a fantasy analyst, I was like, kind of like hedging on people, you know, to, you know, Herbert versus some of those fringe QB ones. And Herbert had 18 points before overtime, then has 10 points in overtime. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to be like a top five quarterback by the week. So I, uh, I feel bad as, you know, as a fantasy analyst, you know, steering some people towards some of these lower end QB ones over Herbert. Yeah, well, what can you do? I, I bet the Chargers last night, and I said before the game, I was like, I'm betting the Chargers. No one talked to me until tomorrow. Like, because you just knew. You just knew Anthony Lynn was going to do whatever he when could. When Herbert like, fumbled that yeah. uh, sneak, I was like, oh, what is happening? It's just, it's, a, it's, it's a incredible. It's like unbelievable uh, how bad Anthony, I tweeted last night. This is like one of my highest interaction tweets um, of the week. Uh, what, let's see what it was. One game for your life. You got to pick between Adam Gase and Anthony Lynn to coach. And like, I just like, it's a, it's a, to the point where like Lynn has been so bad. You wonder what the results would be if would Adam Gase, Gase was the coach. Yeah. So as bad as Gase is, like you don't you don't want Gase to be your head coach because he's just all encompassing terrible. But Anthony Lynn is the worst in game coach in the league by far. Like it's not even close. Like his actual decision making is, dude. They had that third down before you know they run run and then they put they drop Herbert through one pass in the fourth quarter. They drop back. He takes an eight yard sack and it pushes the second field goal back to fifty one yards and he actually misses it. I mean, it, it, the guy has just no clue. Every week he does something that just completely blows your mind in terms of of game management. Uh, and uh, I mean, they won the game, but I mean, it's I'm just curious to see what happens in the off season with him. I still think there's a really good chance he's back. Oh, I, I would say almost 100% chance he's back, don't you think? I mean, it's it seems obvious that they should fire, but I mean, it. But, we talk about but, it. I know, man. It's, it's yeah. the Chargers. The players yeah. like him. He gets obviously gets the players to play hard. Uh, I mean, he literally told his team two weeks ago that they were out of it. 
and they weren't going to make the playoffs, and then plays Keenan Allen with a hurt hamstring. Well, uh, and they lose forty-five nothing the week after he says that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's. I mean, uh, it's this guy, man, this guy. So my thing with Keenan last night, and then we can get to my number five, was I was like, there's no reason for him to play if he doesn't feel good. So I jammed him in showdown. Like he was like 2% owned in the captain and like 15% owned in the flex. And I was like, if he's playing, he's got to be like, he knows they're not playing for anything. Um, Just that was a big fake sharp moment for me where I lost a bunch of money because I was like, yeah, I'm just going to jam. I'm just going to jam Keenan. I'm going to play him a bunch. And it didn't work out. Anyway, my number five, San Francisco 49ers minus three on the road at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, think that the 49ers have the coaching advantage, something we talk about a lot. Um, I think they have the way better defense. And honestly, Nick Mullins, Andy Dalton on a scale, uh, you know, you probably, you probably take Dalton, but do you for sure? You probably prefer Mullins there. Obviously, we know the 49ers ground game doesn't matter. They could throw – Literally, they could put any running back back there. Like Shanahan is his the whole Shanahan mantra is, is definitely the running backs don't matter stuff. Um, Ayuk looks like, I mean, he's coming. This wide rookie wide receiver class is unbelievable. He looks incredible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Dallas pulls it out because Zeke isn't going to play, and they're going to they're just going to get Tony Pollard the ball. But yeah, I, I think San Francisco minus three seems good here. Yeah, I don't mind this one at all. I mean, D- Dallas kind of showed it last week that even, you know, against the Bengals team that their their defense is still so bad. Uh, so bad. Know, I mean, Cincinnati moved the ball pretty well against them up and down the field. You know, just just fumbles, high variance plays, not finishing drives with Brandon Allen. Uh, kind of just just killed them. And we probably won't have that with the 49ers. And they're, they're going to be able to run the ball. Like this running scheme versus this rushing defense, which is last in the NFL and EPA. Um, is it's just a complete mismatch no matter who they yeah, I mean if, if you just want to do a little bit of transitive property the Washington football team absolutely blew out this Dallas Cowboys team and uh the 49ers like obviously uh were competitive against them in a way that uh would make me think that they should be equally competitive against the Cowboys I don't know I mean I I mm-hmm. don't love it at three I wish it was two and a half because this definitely does feel like a three-point game but as my as my number five I'm uh, I'm on board with this one Yep, I dig it. All right, what is your next one? Um, my next one is uh, another big line. It's the Steelers. Um, we kind of talked about for just a couple weeks that, like, Tomlin, you know, the Steelers got kind of a, a, a raw deal. Now, we all thought that they were overinflated because of the undefeated record, but they did get a raw deal playing, you know, all those games and the the goofy moved-around schedule. And you could tell Tomlin mm-hmm. was, like, kind of perturbed by everything. But this Bengals team is a joke, man. Like, it, I mean, you saw they get they, they lose by double digits to a Cowboys team that we just <laughs> railed against. Um they just completely dominated the last time these two teams played. They, they just completely boat raced them. They, uh, since the Bengals have come back from by, they've scored a touchdown on five offensive possessions. That's they played Joe Burrow played in two of those games. Uh, this yep. offense is it's a travesty. The defense is just unbelievably bad too. Like we just talked about with the Cowboys being able to move the football on them, even though Alvin Smith had, a, had uh, one of those for a, a touchdown, but uh, this is a get right spot for the Steelers uh, big time. Uh, I don't see any way they give up really more than 14 points in this game and, and they'll push 30. Uh, I believe for sure. Hey, how about our boy Visca though? Eleven targets and a carry last week. I mean, not that that has, does has anything to do with the spread, but like, 
were so obviously as someone who's like I have Visca in all these dynasty leagues I bought some of his rookie cards like I just I love the guy like I can't wait to see him um you know do well in the NFL and it's felt like a very stop and start season for him where like we see flashes and then he gets banged up and then shark has a big game. And then he plays two games with Jake Lutton and then Glennon comes in and Glennon's only throwing the ball down the field, which isn't really what Visca does. And I, I feel like there's, it's just enough of like a little bit of uh you could probably get um, you could probably get him for a little bit cheaper from someone who really likes him than you could have obviously at the beginning of the off season. But then also if he just got, if, if you have a really early rookie draft, like for example, the, the league that you and I are in together, um, the Scott Barrett league, like I don't even know who has him in there, but my guess is that because that draft was so early, you could maybe peel him off um, a little bit cheaper. And our boy, Henry Ruggs, I I'm very tuned in to Ruggs now because of the trade you and I made. Cause that's the only league where I have him. And uh, just not not encouraging stuff for uh, for one Mr. Henry Ruggs, as long as we're talking about rookie wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, we talked about some of the rookie wide receivers at the end of the last show. My my only concern of Visca long term is like he like just has the Debo gene. Like, yep. I mean, we've are and we by the way we're seeing it again with Debo right now, banged yeah, up again, yeah. going to be out for the rest of the year. Yeah. It, yeah, and then Debo is also a, a cautionary tale of like we talked about this a few times, and you know I brought it up for multiple years. Is just guys hurt in the preseason are tough to rely on in season because other injuries, you know, just really frequently tend to occur. And yeah, Debo's been good when he has played, but I mean, you now have seen him miss different. T- you know, you start with the Jones fracture and then this hamstring. We've seen it with Mike Evans all year. You know, kind of go back and forth. Um, you know, just Julio Jones, like these guys that get hurt in the preseason or enter the season already with an injury Kenny Galladay uh just like it's they're really tough investments because like they're just just it it seems to heighten in season like you know whether they injure something else or re-injure or re-aggravate the injury that they had um that's why when guys get hurt like Debo wasn't even on my draft board and redraft just because 100 yeah so I mean it's a bummer he's a good player whenever he plays but that's my only one like thing with Visca in the corner of my mind every time you watch him he's just crashing into dudes exactly (laughs) he's just like like a kamikaze pilot yeah yeah yeah. it's it's great to watch aesthetically but it's just like (laughs) dude man yeah chill out bro Uh, all right. What is your number? Well, that was my you that I gave you my four, five, and four. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So my next one then is uh, Miami minus one and a half. Uh, I mean, even I, what is this line? Like the Patriots are so bad. Like we're talking about uh, Cam Newton in-game benchings for Jared Stidham. The Dolphins, I mean, lack of, like, offense and continuity stuff aside, like, they've been all banged up on offense and guys have been in and out. They probably don't have Gasicki in this game. Maybe they'll have Devontae Parker. Maybe they won't. Um, the Dolphins are just, like, a far better team than the Patriots are. I mean, even if you want to say, you know, Bill Belichick mind games with his old assistant, Brian Flores, whatever. Um, actually, I think there is a converse statistic to that. I, I believe that there is a, like – uh, Belichick's mentees actually do well against him. Not that I really buy into any of that stuff, but the Dolphins are just a better team. They are uh, gonna ma- like they control the clock really well. The defense is really good. Uh, I just don't. I don't even know if this will be like a, a very competitive game. I would. I would think that a Dolphins by six is is totally possible here. 
this is you're gonna kill me because this is my next game but inversely i like the patriots you have, you have the patriots okay well let's hear it let's hear it <laughs> i mean this we, just this miami team is so battered coming into this game you they know, are um, very banged up yeah you know they're not gonna have miles gaskin not that whatever that that, that matters really but you know mike kosecki Devontae parker jakeen grant they're really funneling their offense through lynn bowden the goat uh, the goat Ma- lynn bowden Ma- Mac uh, Mac Hollins, the ghost of Mac Hollins, is that you, Chad ha- Chad Hansen and Mac Hollins back in our lives, the close twenty twenty. Uh, who who knew? Chad Hansen but, is a baller. Yeah, well, he was a guy was interested in Chad Hansen as a prospect a little bit. He just went he to was, the Jets. He had he like a Jets. yeah, he had like a thirty eight percent dominator rating in college, and the only year he played as a starter. Um, but I so there's a couple things in this game that I kind of like for the Patriots favor. Well, one I just hit upon it. Just Miami's not healthy. Then we yeah. have the Belichick versus rookie QB angle, which I just oh can't get away yeah from. the Justin Herbert angle, man. Yeah, I just can't get away from. We brought it up a few weeks ago. They're 25 and five. Uh, Belichick is since he joined the Patriots against rookie starting quarterbacks regular season, including 11 straight wins. That 45 to nothing win a couple weeks ago against Herbert. Tua also has just been not very good. Not uh, very good. You know, yeah. So I mean. And then on the offensive side, like the one thing that the Dolphins aren't really good at is the one only thing the Patriots can do moderately well, and it's run the football. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, I do think if this game's close, I think the Patriots will be able to run the football successfully. They did. I mean, it was granted it was all the way back in week one, but they ran all over them. They just ran down their throats the entire game. Uh, so, I mean, I think that that's definitely a possibility to be in play again. Uh, but I do kind of think the Patriots are a live dog here. It feels like a just Miami's just good, just on the wrong end of just having these injuries at the wrong time. I, so I agree with you that they are super banged up. I agree with you that Tua really has not been that good. Like all of those things, all of those things are true. But to you me, believe in I, Tua long term still, like. A, I no, uh-uh. Oh, you're no, out. I, out. No, well, okay, not out. Like, <laughs> I, I'm out in the sense of I don't see Tua becoming – I mean, I don't even what, – what was even Tua's comp? Like, I don't see Tua becoming better than, like, Joe Burrow, for example. Like, that was, like, a thing that people argued. And, like, I saw enough for Burrow behind, like, the worst offensive line in football that I was like, oh, Burrow just has it. Like, Burrow is mm-hmm. just going to have – like, they're going to get him an offensive line. They're going to replace A.J. Green with someone who can move – um, you know, they'll get him a tight end. They'll stop running. They'll stop trying to run Joe Mixon on second and long. Like things will get figured out there. I think my thing with Tua is that it just seems like he is going to be bad at throwing the ball deep. And I mean, maybe Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant have just played poorly thus far, but it's very hard to sustain like a, a good and successful offense over multiple weeks, just throwing the ball seven yards down the field. Like you, you need yeah. chunk plays. You got to throw the ball deep. And I just... I don't know. And and also the decision-making seems weird. It seems like he's really capable of running and being agile, but he doesn't. Like, there were a couple situations in that game last week where he'd be outside of the pocket, there'd be six yards there, and he wouldn't take it. And I think if you're a young, mobile rookie quarterback, you got to be taking those yards. Like, I just I think it's – I think it is a negative signal moving forward that he's not taking those free yards. But I'm I willing know. to give him just yeah, – yeah, I think with the thing with two is I'm willing to just give him, I think, coming like a full offseason removed from that sure. injury and then just to see what they surround him with. I mean, he just has not had much to work with. Uh, so I'm just curious to see what they build around him because they've added that, you know, the defense is adequate and they've, they've spent a lot of money. On yeah, oh, the defense late. is good. Yeah. So I want to see them invest now. That, like I would hope that they start investing into offensive linemen and pass catchers and actual playmakers for him. I just want to see him work with the full offseason removed from that hip injury and with 
you know, capable playmakers just to see what happens. I'm still holding on, but I mean, it is uh, not flattering how he has performed, you know, he's cause he's basically been Alex Smith, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And so I think maybe that's even, maybe that's even a larger part of it is that not only has he not really been that good, but there's like a, been a really stark contrast between how good he's been and how good Fitzpatrick has been. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah, even his own guy, yeah, even Fitzpatrick, the Denver game. I mean, he just comes in and just starts wheeling and dealing, and but that's who he is. I mean, and that's isn't like that a personality thing too? Like Tua is like you know he's like a humble dude. He's a quiet dude. He's a, like where Fitz yeah, is. that's true. Fitz plays like he, you know, Fitz plays like he is. He's loud and uh, aggressive and you know gets after it. Where it's like that because that didn't that was like Mariota's thing, right? Like everyone knocked Mariota for being like. Uh, you know, kind of more on the quiet side and, you know, yep. not being like, and, and that was like his thing, you know, coming into the NFL, what kind of people thought stunted. He's not a, a raw, raw leader of court. He's that not that quarterback, you know, that, that because quarterbacks are assholes, man. Like yep. the, these yeah. dudes have been, they've been the best, they've been coddled since they're teenagers. Like the best dude on the football team since like teenagers, all these dudes were ballers like at that age and they've just lived their lives as being the best football player and the focus of everything. Uh, so most of them were assholes. Like they yeah. Uh, no, hundred percent. You're you're right. Yeah, <laughs> and he's not that. So I mean, maybe that. No, maybe he's not. Thing, I don't know, but uh, but yeah. And then the contrast is just how good these other rookies have been. Like you talked about Burrow, and obviously Herbert, and Herbert is doing a different capacity. Like you said, just pushing the ball downfield. The, the, like uh, Herbert, ball. Herbert is playing like no fear. Like he's taken off and running. He the touchdown pass he had to Keenan Allen. Not the game that just happened on Thursday night, but the game last week where he's rolling out to his right. There's a linebacker in front of him. There's a safety right behind Keenan, and he just guns it into a window where only Ke- – like, I mean, that is – that was the most impressive play I've seen of any of these rookie quarterbacks. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting something crazy that Burrow did. Though it's hard, it's hard to put this stuff in context with Burrow because he was doing wild stuff down 20 points in some of these games. But, yeah, I mean, lot, like – if I could, if I could buy shares of any of these quarterbacks moving forward, I would buy them in, in Herbert. Like I can see Herbert becoming um, like 85% of what Mahomes does for the Chiefs. Honestly, like he's incredible. I think we got to get, just get real in, man. We just got to get real in. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, so this is so funny. I saw uh, Ross Tucker tweet this yesterday. He's like, I'm no longer taking L's on, on missing on Justin Herbert as a prospect. It's a hundred percent on the coaches at Oregon. Like how, how do they not win a national championship? How do they not compete stronger when Justin Herbert is, is doing this against NFL teams? Like it, it's a big indictment on the Oregon coaching staff. Cause Herbert was not doing stuff like this as a prospect. I, I, I know for a fact he wasn't. No, that offense was very conservative. Uh, and, and, yeah, he he just wasn't pushing the ball up really downfield. And that's what kind of – everyone kind of got off on him. You know, yeah. remember when he – because, I mean, I play in all these Debbie leagues. Like, when he went to Oregon, like, he was a legit top-notch. Like, everyone was just soaking that dude up in Debbie leagues. And then it just soured, like, over the course of time. And then he slides and – um, man, yeah, but I mean, always if you're in dev, uh, you know super flex leagues, like always buy the dip on these quarterbacks. That go always, and you just always yeah. do it. It's worked out with Josh Allen. Like, remains to be seen with Daniel Jones, but these guys it it, it works out when Daniel Jones plays because he runs. Like Daniel Jones does fine for fantasy because he runs, and, and they're also th- just currency. Like you could trade Daniel Jones. Like you could get a first <laughs> for Daniel Jones. You could trade. You could trade Daniel Jones for uh, the pick that becomes Devonta Smith. Probably, I bet. I mean, they're always just currency. So always buy the dip on those, you know, top 10 QBs when they slide in these super flex leagues just because the perception kind of soured on those guys. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess then we go to my next game because we just did yours. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Philadelphia Eagles plus six and a half points playing at the Arizona Cardinals. I looked at this one. Buddy, Hurts is every – like, okay, my bar of expectation for Jalen Hurts in his first start was um, I, I thought he would run. I did not think he would run 18 times. But more importantly, oh, this is – okay, this is like bad analysis, and if I heard someone else do this, I would be mad <laughs> at them. Like, doesn't it just feel like Wentz just couldn't win? Like, no matter what Wentz did – like it just like Wentz was playing so bad there was nothing he could do to elevate the Eagles offense to a point to where they'd be competitive in these games and and that just goes away when Hertz is in there like and they did it right away in the first quarter they're on I think the the Saints 42 yard line it's fourth and one they call the zone read play Jalen goes up the middle the linebacker the safety gets a hold of him he shrugs him off he gets the first down the drive continues they score a touchdown and like I know it's so easy to be like, oh, you know, Wentz has actually been a good short yardage rusher in his career, yada, yada, which is true. Wentz actually has like a crazy record on third and fourth and short. But my, my general point is that there's just kind of an ebb and flow of this stuff. And the, the ebb and flow is that Wentz was trending way down. The, like just the offense did not perform when he was in there. The offense was bad. It's inarguable that the offense was bad. And everything looked better everything worked better when Jalen was the quarterback. Um, and, and I, so, go ahead. I just, that's where I'm at with it. Like, I just think Jalen is going to be a plus expected value quarterback. And I think that six points, um, I think this should be four and a half, three and a half, something like that, especially given that we know Cliff is just the, is, I mean, he's not Anthony Lynn, but he's very bad at the game theory stuff in games. Yeah, wasn't there, I mean, like, we, it's not quantitative, so, like, you know, but, like, I think we all can understand, like, it existed for multiple weeks. Like, wasn't there just, like, a weight lifted off the, the shoulders of that offense? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that yeah. is what I'm saying. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, oh, uh, the yards per play. I'm just saying, like, there's just a, a, a weight of anxiety lifted off that team not playing with Carson Wentz. That's literally, well, I mean, and I know that's so lazy. Yeah, but there's no doubt that that anyone with eyeballs was watching Carson Wentz press, like just trying yes. to make plays and trying to extend plays. The one quantitative thing we can take from last week, well, there's a couple of things. Well, dude, they just didn't take any negative plays. He had the one no fumble, negative plays. Yeah, he had no sacks. So the first time since week two, they didn't allow a sack. Over that gap, they had allowed the most sacks in the NFL, and a lot of those sacks were on Wentz. I mean, you look at his time to throw; it was adequate to get rid of footballs. And he, he was looks impressive. frenetic. He just tried to Wentz, do... Wentz looks well, frenetic. Well, he was a guy that was pressing he legit just pressing when you want like he's trying to get out of this hole you know like just trying to play himself out of this instead of just you know letting it come to him like you just watch some of the plays he made like the interception he threw on thursday night to bradbury just 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 mistakes where it's just like it's too much man like you're just you're, you're just doing too much and just pressing there was there's there just some levity last week to how they kind of you know probably all encompassing play because i there was a story that came out a couple weeks ago that Wentz like went into like a defensive meeting and like apologized to some of those guys, like for the way he had been playing. And it's just like, dude, you like, like this is where we are. Like you're fucking quarterback, dude. Like, yeah. Like, come like, on, dude. <laughs> like, uh, but um, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there, on a team scale, there was probably just some levity of like, we're finally past this. They made the move because it, it happened for weeks. Like, are they going to play him? Is Wentz going to get benched? Like, and they just finally did it. They, they just pulled that bandaid off finally. And there had to be some relief to that. 
Um, but yeah, they took no negative plays. The matchup's a little bit better. It's just, just because Arizona, um, you know, they, they blitz a lot. They play a lot of man coverage. So a lot of these mobile quarterbacks they face have had really good games against them. Uh, Russ, both games, uh, Cam Newton ran for 46 yards and hung around Josh Allen, 38 yards, Tua ran for 35 yards on them. Teddy Bridgewater, 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the only thing that just gave me pause was just how, that the, the Eagles didn't escape with the, their entire secondary got hurt last week. And once they all got hurt, like Taysom Hill looked like, uh, was you know, Joe Montana. Yeah. like looked like yeah. Joe, because Taysom Hill was awful and like awful that entire game until like McLeod, Darius Slay and Avante Maddox all got hurt. And then he just like started, because if they get the hands, I kick, they go right down the field and score again, probably. Um, probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the only thing that just gives me a slight pause. Um, so I kind of like the, well, I, I think, more, I think but... Arizona will be able to score. It's just that I also think that the Eagles will be able yeah. to score. Like I, I, I just, I'm a I believer dude. No, I looked yeah. at it though for the six and a half to see as a two. Cause well, it's Arizona's not only teams like they, do you play a lot of close games? Um, we've seen it. A couple yeah, they're like the Seahawks. <laughs> like the, the Cardinals are kind of in that that form of they never play a normal game now. Well, I, all those quarterbacks that just reeled off, all those mobile quarterbacks they faced, like all those were close games. You know, they have Tua in what, his second career start uh, at home. Similar yeah, that was the best Tua has ever Sim- looked. Similar spot to this. And, you know, Tua plays well. Uh, they just outright lose to Teddy. Uh, they get the Hail Mary on Josh Allen. They lose to Cam Newton. Uh, and then they split with Russ. Uh, so, like, all those mobile quarterbacks have given them trouble. They've all been close games or losses. Uh, so, definitely, I, I definitely believe uh, that, you know, the Eagles could definitely, you know, fight back and punch back in this game as well. Uh, I was just a little bit worried about just the, the amount of injuries the Eagles sustained coming out of that game. Yeah. I mean, that's, I do like that's the, real. I like the over here. I like that, too. too. Yeah. It's gotten bet up a little bit, but I do like that too as well. Because a lot of the these Cardinals games at home have really popped, uh, like we like we talked about, even like that Tua game, but popped. I mean, uh, those games are hitting. So I think this game could be a lot of fun. I mean, it's my kind of game anyway. Yeah, so I, I we hope got it's the fun. Oklahoma. We got the Oklahoma guys. Uh, yeah. Oh, that is cool. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, I hope that we get. I hope we get. You know, two hundred yard uh, rushing QB games like that would all that would all be cool. I would be. I would love. Um, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what's your, what's your number one? I have, I have one left or do you have two? I have left? two. Okay. I have two. Um, there was like, so there was like a couple games that didn't make my list too. Like that one you named, I thought about the Browns too. Cause I think the Browns are a good spot, but uh, I'm going to go with the bills uh, here. Uh, this is not a, it's a spot that I think is, it has trap potential just cause you know, that, on the road in Denver, this, uh, this one was on my list as well. Yeah. On the road in Denver, but I just feel like there's just too much. Like we talked about the bills last week and just backing the bills and we're supporters of everything they're doing from an organizational stance. And then just yep. paired with what the Broncos have going, the Broncos have lost five defensive backs the past two weeks their entire they've lost four starting cornerbacks the last two weeks that won't be able to play in this game and what the bills are going to do. They're going to throw the ball all over because what the Bills Big do. Time. So, I mean, Stephon Diggs going against these, these off-the-street DBs, uh, Cole Beasley. I wish John Brown was back. He's not going to play. We're still another week away, it looks like. But Gabriel Davis has been fine filling in. But we just know what the Bills are going to do. They're going to attack them. They're going to be aggressive. And that's what we like about the Bills. They play aggressive. They don't really care about their running backs. Uh, Josh Allen is balling. And uh, we've seen it last week. I mean, Josh Allen did it. We've seen it because he, he's still capable of having these Josh Allen spurts like the first half of that Steelers game, like he wasn't good at all. And then he just comes out in the third quarter and does, he doesn't even throw an incompletion. They, they, they steer the game in their direction because they stayed aggressive. Most teams when they have a guy like Josh they, Allen play the first yeah, half, they, they, they go into the shell. 
Yeah. They turtle. They turtle. They did it last year against the Texans in the playoffs. Remember? Like they turtle. They turtle. Uh, and uh, oh my god, the lateral, that. the lateral. Yeah. My favorite. My favorite play of all time. That game, he made too. The 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 nine route to the fullback, and then that lateral. Uh, what a game! What a game for Josh Allen. That was in the playoffs yeah. last year. Oh, so good. And then and then just like I fully just don't believe. Uh, this Bills defense too has really gotten opt- opportunistic too as well. Uh, they've started to force a lot of turnovers, and that you know the pick six changed the game last week. Uh, they forced eight interceptions over their past five games. So we've got Drew Locke in a game where he's probably going to press and try to score points and do the Drew Locke thing where he's doing too much. Uh, get a couple turnovers here. Uh, oh no! I like the Bills. Oh yeah. no! Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I like I like the Bills as well. This one didn't make my list, but I do. I do think that it's pretty solid. And uh, my number one running so bad on these, the Chiefs just can't cover a game right now because it's my number they, one too. They they so this is the thing is I think that they just stop trying. Like I I legitimately think they're up like fourteen points and they're like whatever you know we're we're trying to go to the playoffs like we're hanging out it's all good you know everything's fine. And uh, they can't run the ball at all, and they don't really care. So some of these larger spreads, some of these seven and a half, some of these fourteens, um, they haven't covered. But three against the Saints. I mean, God, God bless you, Drew Brees. But you know, you, you had your time in this. I, I actually think they'd be more competitive with Taysom in this game, honestly. Well, maybe not, but I think that they'd be able to play that ball control style of offense a little bit better. And I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that here. They've been so much more effective per drive under Breeze than Hill, but I mean, what are we getting with, with Breeze? How healthy is he going to be? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it because I just don't think three is it, – it, it's great, man. I, no, it I'm, should be I'm six, here. Dude. I'm on this. I'm on this. I thought it has been fishy all week that Breeze was going to play. Uh, he is now. By the time we were recording this Friday, it already came out that he's going to start. Uh, but, I, I mean, dude, we're getting Mahomes in his second true dome start. Dome start, the yeah. His, I mean, they count the two – LA the Vegas game and then the SoFi Stadium is domes like under his like career splits but they're not true like turf domes and stuff like like, this is a true turf dome man and last year when they played in Detroit Tyreek didn't even play yep so like I mean and Tyreek is like and and so we have this game too where we have another one of these teams that have to come out and alter what they do to the Chiefs so no one plays more man coverage than the Saints yeah yeah, it's very similar to a couple weeks ago. The very similar matchup to when they went to Tampa Bay. It's yeah, almost and, and like Tyreek was just just open. The Saints don't blitz as much as the the Bucks do, but like they play man to man at a higher rate, and it's like you. It's been proven like you just can't do that. So it, so even if the Saints like alter their approach, well, how does that impact the effectiveness of their defense? Like we don't know. Right. Uh, if they try to drop back and play more zone, does it does it even help them? Uh, you know, but they ha- they're going to have to because you can't just let Tyreek run past dudes, especially on the turf. Not a good uh, option. And, yeah. And then you just look at the Saints. So since the week, everyone's been talking about how great the Saints D has been since their bye and how good they've been. Look at this run of quarterbacks the Saints have faced. Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, Tom Brady, who will give – you'll say, yeah, that's fine. They, they, mm, they, they just, I don't know. They destroyed Brady. <laughs> I know you won't, but then Nick Mullins, <laughs> Matt Ryan twice, Kendall Hinton. The gu- Kendall, the Kendall Hinton game. And Jalen Hurts last week. So, like, what kind of, like, what kind of passer have they even come close to in Mahomes' weight class over that stretch? On the season, the only, like, passer, like, that they faced in that, like, even capacity was Aaron Rodgers, and he destroyed them without Devontae Adams even playing. So, like, I mean, three points? I'm going to get the Chiefs at three? Like, I know everyone listening to us is like, here's David S. Rich. Like, they're on the Chiefs again. Like, but damn it, three points? I'm, ta- I'm just going to lay them. Uh, they're due. They're due to cover. 
Well, and it's like the the ways that they have not covered have been like just preposterous. They were up like, twenty points last week. Yeah, like it's just like I mean, sometimes you can lose bets and be on the right side. So like, let's just go through this here. So they don't cover. Uh, they don't cover against the Dolphins because of the the last minute field goal. Uh, they don't cover against the Broncos because that was actually a competitive game. That well, was they go zero and four in the red zone. They go zero and four in the red zone, and Tyreek catches a touchdown that didn't count. Yeah, and then the in the Buccaneers game, they just uh, they just stopped scoring. They just like did not move the ball in the fourth quarter at all. They're up twenty seven to ten as the third quarter ends, and then they give up. I mean, effectively, I mean, I guess they weren't meaningless touchdowns, but they felt pretty meaningless watching the game to Mike Evans. Um, and then the Raiders game, I mean, whatever. I guess you could just say the Raiders are competitive against the Chiefs for whatever reason. And then the, I mean, they cover the massive spread against the Jets. I don't, I, I just think they're the Death Star. And I don't, I don't think that's, uh, <laughs> like, I just, they're, they're going to win the freaking Super Bowl, dude. I mean, this is my thing. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, they're just ran bad. Because no team is as close to as good as them, I think. No, what's going to happen is, we talked about this a few weeks ago, what's going to happen to the Chiefs inevitably, one of the, is, whether it's this year or in a future playoffs, is they're going to get like three feet of snow in Arrowhead, one of these, one of these yep. yeah, playoff yeah. runs. And they're going to be like, damn it, we built our team to be a dome team. Yeah. And, and we've got to have we've got Tyreek, McCole Hardman, Mahomes, all these guys out here playing in a slow, a slow-ass track in like, we're going to be it's going to it's going to happen to because if what any team needs to build put a roof on their stadium it's the chiefs during Mahomes' career just just sacrifice the city everyone yeah get it get it done guys like what are we what are we doing here like how <laughs> tax, is there not tax a dome whatever here? tax whatever you have to tax the city just has to allow it uh and get that dome put on that stadium i mean honestly dude the people of kansas city would do anything for patrick mahomes like that would not even be a sacrifice that would be the most popular tax increase of all time like like everyone would be everyone would be ready for it they would they would vote for it uh hands down so yeah, build it, I, I'm I, I'm w- I'm with you there. Build it, build it. Yeah, because <laughs> we uh we can't have we can't have Mahomes losing uh playoff games because of the elements. It just seems it seems not right. I mean, I guess what would you say? Would you say the Steelers would be they would they actually even have that much of an advantage? Not in the a Steelers game? because they can't they can't run either. But yeah. like, say like a team like maybe the Colts or something like who shouldn't have any chance like to hang with them. That's true. Would, yeah. Like would like line up and just be able to like run down their throat for a whole game in the snow, like rotate uh, these running backs. Not that like literally, pressure. that like literally disgusts me. Like the idea of Jonathan Taylor running for like, uh, like 200 yards in Arrowhead in a playoff game. It's just like, that's nightmare fuel. I mean, that's the only way the Ravens can beat them. Right. Like, if, like Oh something yeah. Like that were oh happen. yeah. The Ravens, we've the already Ravens, seen like the Ravens can't, can't punch the Ravens. Them. The Ravens can't punch with them, so. No, the Ravens, um, they – what's a, what do we got to do with Lamar? Do we got to send him to, like, Peyton Manning for an offseason? Like, he, he still – dude, he just misses layups. Like, he's incredible, and um, you – of course, the Ravens should give him a super-duper mega second contract when the time is there. Uh, I, w- I would take him over um, – like, what are the quarterbacks you take over? You take Mahomes, you take Herbert um let's see here let's go team by team you take Dak. josh allen over him you take Dak over him <sighs> would you take kyler. baker over him kyler you, you'd rather have kyler i think kyler yeah. kyler oh, yeah. with a kyler with an offensive line and, and like if if kyler and lamar switch places 
There is. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> what would what would Cliff do with Lamar? Yeah. Uh, so he, you'd probably take Lamar. Probably like the ninth or tenth quarterback you'd take. Going like you'd rather you you'd take take Rodgers over him, obviously, but you'd rather have Lamar than Goff. How about this or, or Josh Allen. I'd take Josh Allen over him at this point. I think yep. Josh Allen. Josh Allen has proven more as a passer, and I know yep. Lamar was the unanimous MVP last year, but. Josh Allen can win games when he gets down two touchdowns. Lamar is, mm-hmm. has not done that in the NFL. Watson, Watson for sure. Yeah, so 10, 11, 12, right in that range. And yeah, I think, yeah. But if, but if Lamar could become Matt Ryan as a passer, then you, you, move, him, you move him up to like the third or fourth. Like you, you'd take him over Kyler. You take him over Allen. You take him over, I think, even Deshaun Watson. I think if he became that. Because he is, like, Josh Allen can scoot. Kyler can run, right, with the foot frequency. Like, Mahomes can scoot around a little bit. But Lamar is, like, a game-breaking rusher. Like, Lamar's rushes add an absurd amount of expected points on average. Like, yeah, it's there's a, no it's one a, like him. Yeah, he, it's com- like, he is like, – I mean, I don't know. I was a kid when Vic was really good. But he seems to be – but that Vic was level. more of a scram. Vic was like was yes. more of a scrambler. Well, he was and, little, and he was. But I mean, it was. And, he, and if I would love to know what would have happened to Vic's career if he would have came in the NFL, the NFL now. this era. Yeah. Oh my. He would have been. He would have been unreal. Because remember, he had like Greg Knapp for a little bit. They tried to make him like a West Coast passer. Like, uh, like they tried to do a bunch of things with Vic that like were like unsuitable. Remember, he got with Andy Reid later in his career. And he was awesome. But uh, I would love to know how Vic's career would have played out. Not that he had a bad career by any means. I mean, he was a game changer when he entered the league. But the league is just more embracive to his style of play and willing to live with more of his shortcomings than it was then. You know, uh, you know, I remember growing up with, with Vic and, like, it was still, like, everyone just kind of, like, didn't believe in him. Like, they're still bagging on They knew he was, like, crazy athlete. And, like, he made all these plays with everyone. Just like, you're not going to win with this dude. And I just, like, he would just be more more embraced right now than he was then, I believe. Uh, and his career probably would have played out different. Because you see Lamar, and it doesn't always play out. But Lamar could have easily ended up with some coaching staff that had no idea what to do with him. Like, the Ravens actually embraced everything he does well and said yeah we're gonna build around that which you know novel concept you know who knew uh right but uh Vic didn't really have that I don't feel like early in his career uh, it wasn't until later in his career uh and some of those Atlanta teams like the one Atlanta year where they had Duckett and worked on and like they just embraced like the RPO and ran a lot with him like they were incredible that year but he had a lot of years where like a lot of coaches tried to make Vic something he wasn't um and I don't think that would have happened now but who knows yeah yeah, I mean, Vic, Vic, I mean, Vic was probably even faster than Lamar. I, I do feel like Lamar is better at not getting hit, though. Like, I, like, Lamar's, oh, yeah. been, in the, Lamar's <laughs> been in the NFL how long? And I still don't know how many times, maybe I mean, two or three played, times. Vic still played in, uh, in an era, not say like it was so long ago, like it wasn't the 70s, where like dudes are just brainy. But guys, like, kind like, of, though. I mean, Vic played you, tw- 20 years ago. Yeah, you could hit dudes. I mean, and dudes would take advantage of it. I mean, you can't, you don't have that, the, the, all the protection that is, is behind the quarterback position now. I mean, even if you just go back to Cam Newton, I mean, shit, dude, Cam Newton took a beating. 
Like, man. Well, Cam, I mean, that Cam is even a different style rusher than Lamar, though, because they run, they don't even run QB power with Lamar. They do like counter action and they do yeah, draw. Cam is they, like Josh Allen and yes. uh, a little bit like Hertz, but like Hertz is a better athlete than both those guys. But those are big dudes. Like, they're, yes. Like, because like Hertz is a big ass dude. Allen's a big dude. Yeah, Hertz and, like, is like those, 240 yeah. pounds. Like, he's like a tight end yeah. size guy. Right. By the way, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts five years ago, or t- let's say like eight years ago, probably doesn't even get drafted like straight up like he, oh, no. he put he puts up those those video game numbers in Oklahoma and then like honestly what happened to Blake Bell like he becomes a tight end in the NFL or something or a, a punt gunner like that that style of player just was not usable like no one wanted to coach that guy um five six seven years ago and now absolutely and now we're ready to turn the keys over to him uh there we go oh i'm ready to turn the keys over to him i'm i'm ready for you i'm oh, ready for you Jalen. so so like they just bite the ball and trade once i'm assuming to who uh, who, who wants him well someone will, oh people will take him like the jets? i've heard a lot like the jets? well well what about uh what about the colts uh yeah i mean do they have you With heard Frank anything Reich? Have you heard anything uh, on Eason? Like, are, are they developing Eason? I have Eason? no idea. I have no yeah. clue, Because that could be but a Eason thing. Eason was bad, though, to be Well, to yeah, be he's fair, not good. <laughs> well, no, no. No, Eason was okay. The other Jake was the bad one. Jake Eason well, is like – Jake Fromm uh, is terrible. Jake well, Eason both, was, like, fine. They both were bad, I thought. Well, they both were bad on my end from a mile perspective. And then uh, – and Jordan Love was also bad. Who got drafted the first round? Oh, uh, Eason was bad. Never mind. I'm wrong. Eason's not was, good either. Was like this Rogers season was literally the had to be like one of the most predictable outcomes. Like of like what would happen. Like Rogers is just sticking it to the Packers so bad right now. Uh, man, I can't like, believe they that that in retrospect. Like because when they <laughs> lose when they lose in the playoffs and it's like MVS drops the winning touchdown or something, and this is the best rookie wide receiver class of all time. And they're sitting there just looking at Jordan Love. I mean, it is. It was terrible at and the time. And AJ Dillon. And AJ Dillon in the second round. Like you could have had a, a, one of those second. You could round have. You could have Mims. Worse. You could have Mims. Any of those guys. I mean, we talked about it on our show. You could have Gabriel Davis. Or... Let's even say Gabriel freaking Davis, dude. You, yeah. They could. Gabriel Davis is better than Alan Lazard. Chenault. Any of these guys. They could have. Oh. Right? Like, Imagine Chenault getting bullets from Rodgers. Yeah, man, uh, but they've got to get uh, MVS and Al Lazard these looks. Um. Well, MVS is, like, fine. Like, for what they ask MVS, he runs nine routes. The The problem is not actually – it used to be MVS when they asked him to do more, but the problem now is Lazard, Tunyon. Tyler, like, Tyler Irvin is, like, a, a critic. He's the star – he's, like, one of the one of the straws that stirs the drink because he's the jet motion guy that's really important in that offense. Yeah, Tunyon? Tunyon is literally just uncovered once per game. Like, just yes. like completely, like, there's not a dude within like 15 yards from at least once per game. It's really something to behold. Like, yeah. every game he gets like <laughs> one of these, looks, like, like, there's just nobody around him. Like, you throw it, there's just nobody on the screen except for Tunyon. You're just like, what happened? Yeah, uh, it is. It's unbelievable. What we talked about on the show, like, was we were talking about like who we thought like were the best teams in the NFC. And like, it's crazy the way the Packers are still built. Like, they like still are a complete mismatch for a couple teams. Like if they play the Rams, like it's a nightmare for them. Like if they have to play the Rams, like the Rams are just going to run down their throat and their defense is good enough to like hang with uh, Devontae Adams. And once you get beyond that, like they just don't really have a lot. And then they're the guys on the run. So it's like last year when they play the 49ers in the playoffs, they just get completely steamrolled. But like if green Bay has to play like Seattle, they'll be okay. 
But if they draw Tampa or the Rams, like they're in a world of hurt, man. And probably even the Saints, uh, although they did, you know, they did, I, I think a lesser degree the Saints, but I think the Rams are a legit problem for the stylistically what the Packers do and like their weaknesses. Like if they have to somehow, if they lose this home field or, and they don't get to have to get golf to play in the cold weather. Like the Rams are a problem for the way the Packers play. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I just do not want to be long on the Packers. Like I will be betting against them in the playoffs, I would imagine. And I know that's, that's a little bit of like bias from the last three years of Rogers not playing well. And Rogers is now back to playing to his well, original think, just level. Look at the, well, just look at the Packers though. They faced one like semi real defense all year. And two, if you want to count the saints, but like they've had like the legit run hot of schedules. I mean, it's 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 been a joke who they've played so far this year. And anytime we've seen them play like an actual okay defense, like it's the same thing. Well, if you get pressure on Rogers, is that just a solution? Like, and they they just haven't faced any teams that can get pressure at all on the quarterback throughout the entirety of the season altogether. Like every week, it's just like, well, Rogers running another hot spot. I mean, this week they have the Panthers and then the Titans. Like, neither of those teams rush the passer or play right. any defense whatsoever. Uh, yeah. So they're in a good spot to secure home field. But I mean, they face the Buccaneers. Uh, the Saints in week three, uh, who, like, I guess I'll give, I'll concede that they are at least an above average defense. Uh, and then what else? Like, who's the next best defense? The Colts? It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so until we see, it's, so it's the same thing with the Packers. We know that they're not going to be able to stop the run. And we know that uh, if you can take away Devontae Adams, which is a tall task, but uh, if they get one of these teams that, uh, you know, can really just run the ball on them and stop them for enough drives, like, can they, can they get back out? Like, uh, or will they run into that buzzsaw again? And that's kind of the feeling I feel like everyone has surrounding the Packers still, even though they're running so hot, is that they've just had a light schedule. And then can they really – are they going to be a team that punches up? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Look what happened. Yeah. Right. Um, all right, man. What, uh, what do we have going on over at Sharp Football right now? Man, wrapping it up, dude. Week 15, uh, just a couple weeks left. Ready for it. Head in the playoffs and do some content. But yeah, sharpholiles.com, Sharp Angles Podcast at Cleve TA and Dan Pizzuta. And then every Friday, picking games with you. And uh, we were running hot again outside of you picking the Jets. God damn, that was so bad. <laughs> it was like, I just like, you know, sometimes when you're about to make a decision and you know you're making it with your lizard brain and not with like your, your active 21st century human brain, that was like such a lizard brain response and uh i'm i'm embarrassed i should be i should be better i should know better you acknowledged it was a well you acknowledged it was a full thesis play but that's not the davis matic way <laughs> no 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 dude it's not no i am i uh yeah like i i i don't do that so i should be i should be better i should be better um all right everyone thank you very much for listening and rich and i will be back next week Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.